0: Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I am here today on a very, very lovely Wednesday afternoon to record this podcast with my co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing?
1: I am doing very well. Thank you.
0: I want to just point out today that lunch came and there is a a spelling of your name (laughs) by our favorite local uh, food joint that I would have never actually thought of.
1: Yes, shout out to Ronnie's Diner in Beverly Hills. <laughs> they deliver us to all the time. They They're are amazing. They are great.
0: <laughs> and they have created a new name for you, which yes. I am going to stick with for the rest of the podcast. Okay. It is Melisente.
1: Melisente. Just...
0: M-E-L-L-E-S-E-N-T-E. <laughs> and I think it's missing an accent egu at the end of that.
1: <laughs> Melisente. Melisente.
0: Yeah. So I think that we're going to go with that one.
1: Too. I like that. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. So
0: Dr. Melisente Rovello, <laughs> welcome. And we are going to discuss today... What makes a good rhinoplasty?
1: Yes. So this is a critical topic to talk about, but it's kind of an amorphous one because the idea of what is good, well, that's very subjective.
0: It is. Beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder and that beholder being the patient who it's most important that they are happy.
1: Most important that the patient is happy, but then you also have to understand that the doctor has his or her own aesthetic. And so what makes him or her happy is included in that as well.
0: Right. However, doctor happiness, much <laughs> less important than patient happiness. It's <laughs> Agreed. Not even close.
1: Agreed. But you're going to get the kind of result that makes the doctor happy.
0: If you can, generally. That's, that's the best. <laughs> patient happy, doctor happy, winning combination. Yes. Yes. So the. The reason that I bring this up is because I have a lot of patients lately who've been, you know, and la- after our last episode on uh, on social media, they ask questions like, well, I see this nose uh, on so-and-so's profile that they did. How come it, it doesn't look good to me? Like, I don't like it. And I tell them that's because you're not, that's not your style. You're just right. not into that.
1: That's not your aesthetic.
0: Right. And that's what's hard to understand because, you know, these doctors have huge reputations and they are well known and they're very good at what they do. But it doesn't mean you're going to like the results.
1: Right. So you don't have to necessarily be able to critique the results as a plastic surgeon would. But you do have to be able to look at a nose or a style of nose and identify it as something you like. Or don't like
0: right because you're you're choosing like the nose you're gonna live with.
1: That's the nose you're gonna gonna
0: gonna get. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go because he's got a you know a fancy pants office and you know a great looking staff and a a huge reputation and he hangs out with celebrities. Go because you love the work. It's you gotta love the artwork. This is this is such an artistic specialty that you. You have to understand this.
1: Right. And that's not to say that every single patient's going to have the exact same looking nose, because that's not necessarily the case. No. It's a custom-built nose for each patient that fits their face. But on a whole, you have to look at the whole spectrum of that doctor's work and decide that you like or don't like their general you know, work that they right, do. Right,
0: because, because it's their style.
1: It's their style. It's their calling card.
0: I always say... If you like Monet, you wouldn't get Dolly to do a mural in your house. No. You would get Monet because you like Monet. <laughs> you may like Dolly fine, but Dolly is very different than Monet when it comes to artwork. Very much so. I, I just think you got to go with the artist that you think is best for you.
1: Well, that brings us to the next question, which is, what do you think in your own personal aesthetic makes for a good rhinoplasty?
0: Well, of course, this is a... Uh, topic that's difficult to to kind of chunk everybody into this is a good rhinoplasty because with different ethnicities, there are different right. results that you're looking for.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, and I remember somebody asked me when I was in Europe, they go, well, do you do ethnic rhinoplasty? I was like, dude, I'm in Southern California. <laughs> like, that's, that like, is rhinoplasty in Southern California. That's what like,
1: we do. We
0: have patients with... Every cultural background, we have patients with every, I mean, from all over the world fly into Los Angeles to get rhinoplasty done right. here because we know how to custom tailor it for their their ethnic background and what they're looking for. And, you know, there's there's so much that goes into that question uh, that the answer really is, for me, it's a the best rhinoplasty is, the, A, the one that the patient loves, but yes. B... It's one that doesn't look like they had a rhinoplasty. I am not. If you want to look like you had a nose job, I'm not your guy. Not your guy. I, I'm not. I, I don't do that. You know, these little pixie noses that look like, you know, literally like uh, Disney characters. <laughs> I, I don't do that. I think that just looks weird. And and maybe it might look good on a, on a very young uh, person,
1: a Disney princess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but
0: like, when you're 38, <laughs> there's gonna be a problem. You know, like the the wheels <laughs> will come off at some point, and you'll be like, mm, mm. "This isn't a natural looking nose, is it?" Because it's not. Um, so I try to make the nose that you should have been born with, um, that fits your face that that has all the features that you're looking for, that is aesthetically beautiful. You know, for, for most patients, that means that there's going to be some tip projection, whether they're Asian, African-American, uh, Caucasian, Hispanic, tip projection is really key. It's what I think is missing from many noses that show up in the office for primary rhinoplasty. They don't like it when it's flat against their face. You know, no matter what the ethnicity is, they don't like it drooping. They don't like it diving. They don't like, you know, a nose that's, that's too wide and spreads out over their face Again, these are generalizations that I find, though, in all ethnic groups that bring them in for rhinoplasty.
1: Right, I think there are some pretty broad generalizations that can be made when talking about what most people consider to be a good-looking nose, and in general, you know, it's a nose that is not too wide, so it's, you know, that's going to vary from ethnicity to ethnicity, of but it needs to sort of fit your ethnicity and your face, so not too wide, ideally a straight line from the radix, which is right between your eyes, down to the tip with maybe a little bit of a scoop. And that's going to be your patient preference, surgeon preference with how much of a scoop. But ideally, there's no humps or anything like that that's distracting from that view from the side, from the profile view.
0: Right, for female
1: For female rhinoplasties, yeah. And then some kind of refined tip. And that's usually what I find patients come in requesting. And they can't always put it into words, but they will point at the tip of their nose and say, I just don't like this. And usually they're referencing the fact that the tip is amorphous or it just doesn't have any definition to it. And generally, you need to make that a little bit smaller with a little bit more definition. And then, like you mentioned with the projection, um, something that's supported, a tip that can stay up in space, that's supported, that's not drooping downward.
0: Yeah, the drooping tip makes people look older. That's Makes why them they look don't older like
1: and and harsher, almost kind of that angry look that you know you're not you're not angry, you're not a, a bad person, but it kind of gives that look occasionally to people.
0: Some of them are bad people.
1: Some of them, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in general, does. most of our patients are very lovely. That's what, in general, <laughs> except those who aren't.
0: Except those that aren't. You know who you are. <laughs> but the uh, the drooping tip is what makes people look older there was a movie called the hours with nicole kidman who i think nicole you know is a great looking woman beautiful but the way they made her look old and not attractive they put one thing on her they gave her a drooping tip nose with a hump and it turned her into somebody that wasn't attractive it's really interesting to look at that film and if you want if you're at home right now listening to this google it up nicole kidman in the hours and look at w- what they did to the nose and it is like it really it, changes it her.
1: transforms it but that's because that is what happens with the natural aging process as we get older the tip does droop it does lose its support so that is what sort of defines an older looking person not defines them but that is part of an aging face is a drooping tip
0: for sure, and uh, we want to avoid that at all costs. Yes, that's not <laughs> <We're>, our goal. <laughs> we're not here to make people look with drooping tips. and right, look right, right. So we want to change those things for you and create a beautiful nose. Now, if you, if you bring in photos, and this is always key for the patients to find a nose that they're like, Oh, my God, I just love this. Yes. Because then you can discuss the aspects of that nose, and it doesn't even have to look like the patient. You know, if they can, and the best place to find the best looking noses are on my website. Because <laughs> if you use those, it's also the place that I want you to look for the ones you don't like. Yeah. Because if you can say, look, you did both of these rhinoplasties, I love this one, it's amazing, but this one, I really don't like this, then it tells me because those patients asked for that nose. They're yeah. on my website for a reason. They're not there because I think they're great or I think they're bad. I think that they are a successful rhinoplasty. And so they're on my website or on my Instagram. So by choosing the ones that show I like this, and also I don't like this, then the discussion and the contrast of what, the, what you're really looking for is easy is to get at. Easier. It's very easy to get at.
1: Right, because as the surgeon, you can look at that nose and say, oh, that's because I did this in that nose, or I didn't do this in that nose, and you can sort of understand and break down the components of what makes it good or bad to the patient and make it much easier for them to get the nose they want.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And we were looking at your patient today together Yeah, uh, and like her nose looks great. You she know, looks amazing. It, that has transformed her look. Yeah. It, it's not subtle and I'm pretty <laughs> sure she gets that. But the, uh, the reality of that nose is that she still has to heal. So it's like it's great and like you like it now, there's a lot more yeah. coming. Just wait. Yeah, because I mean it really is a great result. But, you know, that's the thing is that these things, these noses change over time. So what I think we'll do today is I I have two cases for you to look at. Okay. And I guess, uh, you know, on the podcast viewing audience, they won't be able to see it. But if they go to the YouTube channel, they can check it out there. Our YouTube channel is just, isn't it Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast or BH Plastic Surgery Podcast?
1: Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Yeah.
0: Okay. So there you go. On YouTube. But I'm going to show you these cases, and you'll describe them. I'll tell you what they are. You can describe them for the audience so you can hear it, and then we'll talk about what we did and, and how we got them there. So first up, this is a primary rhinoplasty patient who came in uh, when she was 16 years old, and she did not like her, her nose because um, she just felt like it took away from her looks. And why don't you tell the audience what you see?
1: So we are looking at a young girl and on her front view, her um, front on view, you can see that the nose is wide and it's wide sort of from the top all the way down to the bottom. The bridge of the nose is a little bit deviated to one side. There's a little bit of a C curve to the top of the nose. And then you get down to the tip and you can just see that it's wide. It has that bulbous, wide look that patients come in saying they don't like.
0: It's amorphous.
1: It's amorphous. That's the term for it. Yeah. You don't see any definition, anything coming through. And then you look at her on her profile or her lateral view and there's a small hump that you can see right up towards the top there. But what's really most prominent about it is that the tip is drooping. I mean, she's a young girl, but yeah, the tip is is drooping down, and it's a little bit long for her face.
0: Right, so not not a good nose. You could see why she came in. Yes. And there you can see on the base view how boxy and wide the Very tip boxy. is, and then also on the three quarter okay. view, it's just it. it it's it is basically not a good it's nose. almost
1: the same width from top to bottom. There's it's, it's like a square.
0: So if you were doing the rhinoplasty, you would take down the hump elevate the tip,
1: get Define tip, the tip. In,
0: all the things that you said, yeah. right? And lo and behold, that's what we did. And there she is.
1: And she looks amazing.
0: She looks like a different person,
1: a totally different person. I mean, it, like we just said with that last patient transformed her look. She is a beautiful girl. I mean, yes. she's, she was a beautiful girl let's, before. Let's
0: put it into the camera there. You can kind of mm. see it there. I think, <clears throat> yeah, it is definitely a, uh, a transformation. Of epic levels, and you can see not only on the front it it makes it makes her
1: cute. She's super cute,
0: right? She's and, adorable. But, but before, it's like it's really detracting from her look. Yeah. I, I mean, it, this was a total transformation.
1: Yeah, she looks amazing.
0: Yes, she it. Yeah, and she is very clear about that too. When she talks about it, she's just like, "Oh my god, like <laughs> it just, you know, change the game."
1: And it does. I mean, that's you can see it on this photo here. The pre-op. Young girl, but she does have sort of a angrier or an unhappy look to her face because of that nose. The way it sort of it brings it down a little bit. But then on the post up, she's wide eyed, she's fresh, she she just looks great.
0: Right, but all those things you said, none of them are true because if you look at her facial expression, it's exactly it's
1: exactly the same. same. That's That's it's literally the same. Nothing different with her eyes. (laughs) I know. So
0: so none of that. She's. She didn't change
1: her expressions exactly. The it's same exactly before, right. The same. Yeah,
0: it's dramatic here. I'll, I'll pop that up for the camera also, because I think that's really a key point. If you look at that, it is just, you know, there is no difference in her facial expression. There's nothing she's doing to look any better or worse yeah. other than she's had her nose operated.
1: Right. Right.
0: Pretty crazy. So, OK, that to me is a good nose job. This, by the way, in my book. It is
1: That is a home run That is a good nose job Uh, You know it
0: is But I I, It's (laughs) fine This is like to me What I'm expecting to do Every time I don't I don't know if it's a home run But I I think it did the job For sure Is it an A level Rhinoplasty Yeah
1: Yeah
0: It's an A Um, (laughs) Is there anything That I would do differently Next time let me look.
1: Now you're just getting nitpicky. I am. I'm yeah. going to No, one, the, no one's worried about it. Don't, don't do it. No. No,
0: it looks fine. So yeah, it's an... Audience,
1: error. it looks amazing. All right. Good. Next. All right, fine.
0: So here's somebody that didn't have a lot of luck with the rhinoplasty surgeons in another part of town. I'm not going to say where. Um, but I'm not happy with this rhinoplasty for her. Mm. She, in fact, she had three. Hmm. So she comes to me after three rhinoplasties with This. And you can tell me what you think with that.
1: First of all, I'm looking at a beautiful girl. Um, but this nose has taken a hit. Um, <laughs> I mean, perhaps, perhaps, good, perhaps literally. Right? So looking at her.
0: No, she's never had trauma. But <laughs> yeah, she's, she, she has had well. the trauma of, of three bad yeah. nose jobs, as far as I could tell.
1: So looking at her front on, you know, the width is pretty good, but when you get down to the tip of the nose, it is skewed to the side. It has a tiny, tiny little ball on the tip of the nose. It's, it's, it's the reverse of an amorphous tip. It's... Too skinny. It's, it's too skinny. Too skinny. And then you look at her from the lateral view and it's like she has like a little q tip at the end of her nose. It's just sticking up in space as a point. And it's too far out there. And it's way that is way too projected.
0: It's so over projected it's hard to even understand how it got there.
1: And it's and it's asymmetric. I mean you can see that on the the worm's view, when you're looking right up the nose, the side on, on her I guess that's her left side is just scooped in and no it's, it's, it's just not good. So when
0: I see the nose, <laughs> I know how this happened. This is a division technique where they've cut yeah. through the lateral cura, which are the, the um, cartilages that support the nostrils. And the medial cura, the part that's left over in the middle, has actually bent up and grown out. And so literally, like, like, um, like a, it should be called Pinocchio deformity because it yeah. literally grows over time and i don't think she's telling any lies but it's definitely <laughs> from cutting that cartilage and right. i get patients like this even to this day all the time like i don't know who does that lateral crura cutting anymore i don't um I'm but i've fixed them. i have i have several patients like this in the last 2 years
1: huh all
0: um right. so obviously for this one we need cartilage cuz she's had three previous operations right. and she's had uh so she needs rib graft, the whole the whole shooting match, and we have to bend those cartilages back down, stabilize them, and reconstruct the tip. You know, it's overprojected tip. It's overall the nose is still too big, um, and so we've reduced it. We have made it look nice. Um, you can see from the front here that we've gotten her, her tip much, into much
1: much better, much more normal. Much looking, better. Right? This
0: is like uh, six months after surgery, so she still has a long way to go, as yeah. we have talked about on our other revision rhinoplasty podcast. Right. It's a year to two year healing process for the swelling, but already she's happy. And you can see here too, like the, the shape is better. We've deprojected the tip. Um, I'll show these to the camera here in a second. You can see the lateral looks much more reasonable.
1: Right. Yeah. You've taken down that over projected tip. It's no longer sticking up in space. She has a nice smooth line from radix to tip. She've corrected that tip deformity and asymmetry. It just means such a softer, much, much better looking nose for her.
0: Yeah, I can yeah I'll show you this uh for the camera we'll turn this around really quick. Yeah, but that's uh that to me is a good revision rhinoplasty. Now her yes. result, just to kind of show those first few photos here, you can kind of see what we were talking about. When you look at the tip, you can see how over projected it is and how how much there's just there there's no support laterally. It's just yeah. a disaster. So anyway I think that's uh that's a good little starter kit for how to how to choose a rhinoplasty. How to choose how a to, rhinoplasty? How to out who's doing it? Right. You know, Look where you, you want to go. Yes.
1: Look at their befores and afters. Be able to sort of identify what you like or what you don't like, even if you can't nail down the specifics. At least be able to have an idea of what kind of nose you like or don't like, and then go in and, and tell your surgeon.
0: Yeah, and and it is it is very important. I mean, you want to find ethnically consistent. Like, I had a guy who was 74 years old who brought in pictures of Meghan Markle. (laughs) And I don't know.
1: I mean, she has a really cute nose.
0: (laughs) He does. But this guy's in
1: his 70s.
0: (laughs) And he's ending me. It's never
1: too late to get your Meghan Markle nose. So I
0: went, (laughs) and he has rhinophyma. Oh Jesus! And he's had rhinophyma. Is when they have those like (laughs) scraggly old noses with like the thick skin. Like you know, they just look like W, like like uh, W. C. Fields or you know, all these guys who had rhinophyma. They're just awful. And here I am talking (laughs) to this guy. I'm like, I'm not sure you're going to look like Meghan Markle. You know, she does have a cute nose. Yes. I don't know how it goes on a seventy-year-old man, but I'm I'm down. I tried to hit it anyway for him. I I, I think it went pretty well. <laughs> Any other questions that we should be asking each other, or that we need to go over with this?
1: No, I think that's pretty good. I think that's what you. It's f- a lot. It's what you need to really be critically thinking of when you go in and be able to just you know tell your surgeon what you like and what you don't like.
0: Bringing photos. The is photos helpful. is
1: super super helpful. The worst that thing you can hear is having someone say. I don't know what, I don't know. I just don't like my nose. Just make it better. I don't like it. Yeah, I can't. I can't I, work with that. Yeah, like I need something a little more specific. Now, it's great, like when you say, they come in and say, hey, doc, I trust that you're going to make it look great. You just do your thing. I like your photos. I like your work. Like, you just, you do you. But you have to give us a little bit of direction about what you don't like about your nose.
0: Yeah, I mean, my happiest patients, I have to say, are the patients that come in and say, I don't like this hump. I don't like this tip. Like, I want it to look great. I like your noses. like do yeah. your worst. Yes. They they are my happiest patients because then I'm going to do what I do, and it's going to work for them. It's still going to be their nose. I customize every single nose as a custom job. I don't have you know a four move rhinoplasty, which is why so many people back in the 70s and 80s looked alike. Why they had got a you know a diamond nose or whatever was the one around New York. Um, it just it, because they did the same moves on everybody. Yeah. And it didn't matter what nose they brought. <laughs> now, I have custom tailor everything. I, I it's just a It's such a labor of love for me. I'm totally into it. Uh, Well, I think that's good.
1: I think that's a good way to end it with your labor of love.
0: Yeah, it's not even like labor. It's
1: just just fun. It's just totally fun. It's just totally fun. I can't believe to get paid to do this. It's
0: if somebody walked through that door right now and said like Hey, you want to go get dinner? Or I got a rhinoplasty for you. (laughs) I I know what I'd choose. I'd be like every time. Let's go to the OR. Absolutely. For sure. Well, cool. Well, then, from on that note. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rockspa Newport Beach is located at 1617 Westcliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, RockSpaNewportBeach.com or RockSpaBeverlyHills.com. RockSpa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, And I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com. And you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800. And that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office.
1: My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com.
0: We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.